Hey kids, I'm Jax, host of the podcast Here for the Booze. Grab a drink and join me in discussing themes in movies, movie recommendations with mild spoilers, movie trivia, decorating my creepy corner, my horror vinyl collection, and horror documentaries. Be sure to check me out on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram. I'll be sure to give you the lowdown of all your favorite horror and maybe something new for you to enjoy. Come find me. That means only one thing, Andy. No, it's we're recording. We're recording <laughs> a podcast welcome. called Slash You. Bienvenidos and welcome. Welcome to and let's try to be professional today too. Okay. So yeah, no like no cussing. Wow. You could only <laughs> sip your beer once every ten minutes. Oh man. And that's it. I'm going to start the timer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can have one sip now. I'm uh, Nick Bankhead. And I'm Andrew Damos. We are Slash You. Yes. A simple podcast that likes to talk about slashy, campy, sometimes forgotten yeah. slasher movies made between the years 1977 and 1988. That's true. It was a, it was a time period where these uh, types of movies were fantastic. And they were full of full of campiness, cheesiness, mustaches, uh, mustaches. Yeah, beer, blood, cocaine, boobs, drugs. It's and, awesome. Uh, I mean, we're having such a good time doing this. Yeah. This uh, week's movie. And, oh, we spoil shit. We're gonna spoil the whole movie. So go ahead and hit pause. Any of you are new listeners. Uh, new listeners, welcome to class. Welcome to. We're gonna educate you. On a particular movie this week. This week's movie. Tell them, Andy. <laughs> the Mountaintop Motel Massacre. 1983. Yeah. Directed by uh, Jim McCullough. It wasn't, did he write it, too? He, yeah, he was uh, He was down as writer and producer uh, and director. Jim McCullough. It's, it, this is a drive-in movie, Andy. Oh. It, it's an okay movie. Super fucking slow. It does move Like slow. a sloth directed it. Yeah, um... I think when there's parts of a movie that where there's no dialogue, but there's just there's action on the screen, whether it's somebody sneaking up on somebody or, I don't know, just somebody moving from A to B, it makes the movie slow. Yeah, the movie. suspense and the sounds, good lord. I, I do have some sounds recording. No great music. Do you know sometimes the, I mean, obviously, you know, we watch these movies. Yeah. Um, there's great music. Yeah. None of that. We, none of that this week. Um, Unfortunately. Some, some great acting. <laughs> really? Today's opposite day. Yeah. <laughs> no, some of the acting made it worth it, though. Some of it, like, um, as we dive into the characters. Yeah. Uh, which I know you'll go over. Yeah. Um, my two, my two, I have two favorites in this movie. Um, uh, not really anything to dive into before Andy's Cliff Kill notes. Right. But, uh, again, I think this is a movie that was maybe specifically made for a drive-in. Yeah. I mean, B slasher movie, sure. But... Quite unlike some of the others we've seen, but not as bad, of course, as 
Final exam. Oh, uh, yeah. Final exam was by far. That's going to take a lot, dude. I'm not, and what's going to suck is that eventually, if we do have to watch a movie that's as bad as that, Andy, I'm going to fucking be pissed. I'm going to be so mad. God, like, that movie was... If we watch one as bad as Final Exam, yeah, that's going <laughs> to... That'll be a, sl- a sad day here in Slash oh. U class. But. Um, I forgot to mention this. Please yeah. spit in my mouth. We well, both oh, got our COVID that's shots. That's right. We could just make out. Yes. Let's, uh, let's hit movie. pause and uh, tongue kiss each other. <laughs> <laughs> Mountaintop Motel Mask. I'm glad that makes you laugh. I hope Sorry. it makes other people laugh, but I'm glad it makes you laugh. I was laugh. kind that of messing it. around with the recording real quick while we... All right, I think we're good. Okay. Um, you hear me okay? You can hear me in your own ears. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, hear, I hear you great, brother. sound magical. This new microphone. We're so professional. All right. <laughs> with the blanket. Yep. <clears throat> we'll get there. Evelyn Chambers is a former patient of the Arkansas State Mental Hospital. She was admitted there in July 13th, 1978 and released... January 24th, 1981. They tell us this in a title card. Yeah. In the movie. Very interesting. Yep. So we know she was a former mental patient. She now operates the Mountaintop Motel in a rural part of, we assume, Arkansas with her daughter, Lori. Lori is an odd little girl, keeps a lot of critters around the house, rabbits, guinea pigs, snakes, even rats and roaches for some reason. Yep. One day, Lori is talking to an old picture of her deceased father, almost uh, summoning him in some kind of weird occult ritual. Evelyn comes upon the scene, and in a fit of rage, she kills Lori. The loss of her daughter pushes Evelyn back over the edge. Soon after Lori's funeral, Evelyn goes on a killing spree among several guests that are staying at the motel. During a thunderstorm, that's the setup for the movie. That do is that all right? Yeah, man, those are great cliff notes. Um, I'm glad. I hope everyone's seated. Class is officially now in session. Yeah. Uh, so if you got your peas and your poops out, it's time to get down to business. It's very professional. Oh yeah. Well, if I was a, I mean, like no hall pass is given, you know, no. like during class. You know, right. So. Right. No, that's a great uh, synopsis. It is. That's a good. Setup. Well set up. I mean, yeah. I, I, again, the acting. Not much dialogue from Evelyn. I think that uh, the all of the bad acting in this movie made the semi-average acting look really good, <laughs> and I'll point some of that out. I got well, some candidates for a oh, potential. I mean, we're, because what's great about this uh, yeah. again, I didn't mean to interrupt, was no. that there's no too many characters. Yeah, they, we, oh yeah, it's very manageable cast. Yes, whereas you know we've been somewhere. Uh, yeah, fuck, even House on Sorority Row. Or House on Sorority Row gave me kind of pause because i was yeah i was trying to catch up is some that... of the gals in that movie were too similar and you're like wait is that her or is that her you know it's like what what's <laughs> happening this movie is very manageable and we have in my opinion at least one candidate for like a hammiest hammiest acting award oh i think i know for, it is but we should wait till um, it gets there ugh, yeah so our characters are uh reverend bill mcwillie <laughs> Uh, very mature, Andy. Stop laughing. <laughs> Reverend Bill McWilly. Uh, there's Evelyn, of course. Uh, Lori, her daughter. There's Melvin Crenshaw, one of my favorites. Yep. Al, the uh, advertising guy. Nick loves him. Tanya and Prissy, our cousins, out to be the next American Idol. Uh, there's Mary and Vernon, newlyweds. A couple of newlyweds. Yep. And there was the sheriff. That's uh, it? And that was it. I mean, there's a, like a bartender in one quick scene, not even really counted. She, yeah, she yeah. doesn't count. And no. then like you hear a voice, it's uh, Al's secretary. But Yeah, and there's like the dispatcher on the radio. Yeah. But, uh, not These are our main cast characters, so it's so, good. So it, it starts off after we go through uh, the slate of, yeah, the, the title. of Evelyn being uh, admitted. And 
It's like a picture of her in a straitjacket. Yeah, she was let go of a, a mental yeah. institution in Arkansas. She's only she, in there for just shy of three years. years. Yeah. She's working out in her garden as uh, Lori is, her daughter, sits in her bedroom and puts a noose around a bunny. That's like within the first 30 seconds of the movie. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? I wrote that. WTF is up with this little kid. She's like... Uh, humming to herself, playing with a little bunny, and and yeah, Evelyn's out in the garden with a hand uh, scythe, a sickle, is, a sickle, yeah, which is her weapon of choice in this movie. Doing some spoiler. gardening, yeah, <laughs> spoiler. I think we've, well, yeah, Evelyn's the killer. Evel- um, of course, I mean, there's no hiding behind a mask in this one. Good call. Absolutely, I mean, there's no hiding behind a mask. We automatically know the viewer <clears throat> knows that Evelyn's going to be the killer. Yeah, but we still have to kind of develop her her right. state of psychosis, if you will. Yeah, what's going through her head? She is in the garden, and uh, is it a little mouse or a little guinea it's pig? A guinea pig. A little guinea pig uh, pops up in the garden, and goes, "Hi, Evelyn. I'm a little guinea pig." Yeah. <laughs> Making the cute little guinea yeah, pig noise. Yeah, little guinea pig. And make. Evelyn's like, Lori, yeah. come get this goddamn critter of yours or I'm going to yeah. kill it. Yeah. And you think... Bit of an overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you would think Lori would be like, all right, Ma, I'm coming yeah. out. But she's too busy uh, fucking with this bunny and the noose around. Yeah. She you know, puts so. like a mini like weird noose. Yeah. Around the rabbit's and neck. Guess what happens to the guinea pig? And is humming. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Evelyn kills the guinea pig. With so much blood. Okay, yeah. first off, it sucks that the guinea pig died. Like, uh-huh. I'm. It's off screen. I mean, it's a. Yeah, you don't really. But you, you just see, see the it, blood. Yeah. A shit ton of it. The blood hits uh, Evelyn's dress. And her, her legs. Legs and knees. And, and it's like. And wow. I think the next county, they found some blood. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. This it, guinea pig was one little blood water balloon. Yeah. And that's my dick kill. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm just Is kidding. It? No. Oh, we no. didn't we didn't tell each other ahead of time, but I got mine. Uh, I got mine too. I hope but it's mine's, not yours. Well, if it is, it'll be fun. I'll be a firsties. Oh, yeah. But again, w- this is really I think setting the scene for as we know cuz Lori is going to die. Yeah. But we're kind of finding out what's happening. They're both I mean, there's Lori's kind of nuts too. Yeah, there's tension here for sure. Yeah, yeah so, and Lori is a strange girl. Her room is full of uh dolls. Mm-hmm. Which is creepy. And weird-ass drawings. Weird drawings, dolls, all these critters yeah. you know, in cages. And, the, and the girl who played Lori actually grew up to be one of uh, Bob Barker's beauties on The Price is Shut Right. Shut up. Yes. You're not messing with me? I'm messing with it. God damn it! <laughs> you get me with one every week, you son of a bitch. Check. Yeah. Um, Jeez, oh man. <laughs> she, I was like, what can I fuck with? Lori grows up to be one of Barker's beauties on I The Price is Right. That is completely... <laughs> See? Plausible. If I would have said like she grew up to be like a, uh, a well, I mean, I guess it could be anything. She could be a scientist. Yeah, but that was specific enough, yet vague enough, where I wouldn't freaking know. You know, <laughs> one of Barker's beauties. Oh, she failed career as an actress, decides to be a Barker beauty. You know. Well, I mean, uh, I bet the Barker beauties, besides being you know hit on and rubbed on by Bob Barker, it and, was pretty... and the contestants probably. <laughs> yeah. Could yeah. yeah. uh, the hey does she come with the car? Yeah, right. I know <laughs> oh, you. Uh, and nowadays they've got uh, males and females doing the, yeah, see? the duties. Yeah, see? Hell yeah. With, That's... Uh, Drew Carey hosting it. I just applied for a job at Hooters. Did you? Yes. You, I don't think you'll get it. No Why? offense. I just don't think you'll get it. You're not uh, delightfully tacky yet unrefined, as the slogan goes. I really <laughs> or fu- whatever it is at Hooters. Uh, you got a great set of hands there, Nick. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think I'm good with people? Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Do you think I'm nice? I do. Mm-hmm. You think I'm cute? Yeah. Okay, yep. thanks. Definitely buddy. cute, but your boobs are tiny. <laughs> Who cares? That right. is... You're right. 
Hooters cares. <laughs> um, I don't care. Hooters might care. All right, we got uh, to get back anyway, on track. Anyway, let's Lori, reel it in here. Lori really. is uh, down in the basement with critters, uh, a baby goat, a guinea pig, I think a gimp. There's like, like a crow there. Yeah, she's got all kinds of shit, yeah. and she's talking to her daddy. Picture of her a dad. picture of her dad, and she's like, "Daddy, I think mom's losing it again. Yes, um, she's help. getting sick again. What do I do? Or that we think we'll have to take her back to the doctor. Yeah, and uh, and then she starts like this weird like summoning thing with this picture, right? Like I call upon I you. I summon thee. I summon thee. Yeah, that's exactly what. And I um, I didn't quite get what she was going for there. Is she trying to like bring back the ghost of her dead father no just just to hear him talk just to yeah i think she wants to a guidance from her dad okay so she's doing like a ouija board thing she's Not a daddy's really, girl there's no ouija board but she's yeah i summoned the coming yeah, she's really trying to get her yeah. and evelyn walks in evelyn walks downstairs and notices all this shit she's not fucking stoked no she flips out you know i told you not to do this and she starts swinging the the sickle around uh she kills the goat it's a it's a fake goat but she you know we're led to believe that she's killing a live animal and um, swinging around, smashing up trash in the room, and she ends up accidentally striking Lori in the head. Is it an accident? I don't know. Or is she? You're right. She could just be blinded in rage and intentionally hitting her because. It's a good question, though. When she does that, she kind of snaps out of it and is immediately uh, seems to be um, uh, regretful. Yeah, because she she kind of spins around. Yeah, and she's flailing that sickle, yeah. that sickle knife everywhere, she's knocking everything over, and yeah. And <clears throat> Lori gets the brunt of it. Yeah, and she she does come to. Yeah, and I think that's what your your point, Andy. She does she she does seem remorseful? Yeah, I'm gonna carry the body back up Upstairs. through the trap door. Yeah, and... it's not really a stairs. You're right. This is like a secret room under the house that they access via ladder and trap yes. door in the floor. She brings her up uh, into the uh, kitchen, kitchen, I yep. take it. And uh, again, we see these weird-ass drawings, man. Creepy-ass drawings of, like, crosses and demons' their faces. And yeah, but they're kids' drawings. They're kids' drawings. and Hanging all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because you know Lori is... I know Lori's dead right away because yes. of all the jelly stains on her mouth. Right. There's that. Um, Blood. Or ketchup. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Evelyn like, does call emergency services. This is why I thought she was remorseful. You know, if she'd done this on purpose. That's a good and point. wanted to get away with That's it, why a good, would she yeah, call the ambulance? Obviously, she's fucking psycho. So mm-hmm. she might have just had a moment. Of, what yeah. do you call it? A mental, like a relapse. Yeah, there you go. Thank uh, you. Temporary insanity. Temporary insanity, and then soon she... to become permanent insanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the, so. I mean, this is actually filmed over one night after the yeah. funeral. So, yeah. But again, we're kind of just kind of getting set up to ambulance shows up. Who's going to be what? Reverend Bill. We meet Reverend Bill. Yep. Who's He's, praying uh, over Lori. And well, as, he's sort of doing last rites, I think. Yeah, but there's no. I, I disagree know. because the the paramedics right. are there trying to save her. Oh, and the paramedics look like every yeah. other paramedic we've seen in every '80s movie, '80s slasher movie. They all short hair, mustache, feathered back. Yeah, they look. I, I thought they were the orderlies from. Yeah. Uh, definitely central casting. Yeah, <laughs> we just need a cookie cutter guy <laughs> to be an orderly, or a straitjacket guy, or a, in this case, a paramedic. Yeah. And they declare her dead. They do. The mustached paramedics. Yeah, they try the the paddles. They try CPR and the paddles, uh, and it doesn't work. Lori's dead. The sheriff is there, and the whole time they're trying to revive Lori, the sheriff's giving Evelyn the side eye. That's yeah. He seems a little curious about the happenings at the mountaintop bed and breakfast. He's like, "What the fuck?" I think he suspects Evelyn uh, did this, 
And, you know, does he know her history in the mental institution? I don't know. They don't really explore that. Well, I, I, would, I would feel like he would see the drawings because they're mm-hmm. everywhere. They're in the they're in the rooms. They're right. in, they're all over the house. I mean, you know, Lori was a little artist. Little I, got Van the impression, Gogh. I got the impression that the sheriff totally suspects Evelyn of foul play here. I agree with you. Evelyn says I have that was, in my notes. Evelyn says it was an accident in the garden. I don't really remember. Well, that, that's good point rewind it back 20 seconds yeah the sheriff does walk a, into a room with candles lit you walk yeah uh, they dolls. never put those candles out do they yeah no they Serious don't fire hazard satanic drawings there's uh-huh. like a fucking like i said a gimp in the corner you know all zipped up <laughs> so she starts the sheriff starts questioning reverend bill and he's like asking him his business and this yeah. cur- this is i thought it was a small town wouldn't the sheriff and the reverend know each other uh yes not because again, there's questions that we bring up in Slash U. Right. And this was one of them. Right. Why doesn't the sheriff know the Reverend? Don't know. Because he, he starts asking, uh, the sheriff starts asking Reverend Bill about his business. Right. And, are you uh, staying here? Are you staying here at the motel? Or, yeah. yeah. You know, where are you from? What do you do? Right. And so to, to end the scene, the sheriff just kind of gives Bill the side eye and says, You stay put. Right, we learned Reverend Bill says he was a friend of Evelyn's husband. Mm-hmm. So that's how he knows Evelyn. This and... is where I was talking to Andy before we hit record, uh, students of the U. I believe that the mom killed the husband, mm. and that's why she went to the mental institution. Hmm? Yeah. Eh? That's a good Ooh. theory. That's She's, a good theory. I sometimes bring smart points to the podcast. You should write a prequel to this movie. <laughs> Damn. The or mountaintop motel, I don't know. Something else begins with them. Mountaintop motel murder, mm. and it's just her. It's just her <laughs> killing her husband. Yeah. Uh, or we could make one a postquel about a, a sequel. A sequel. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's prequel and postquel. Everyone knows that. Take some Nyquil and watch one. <laughs> oh shit! God, you I hope. Smarted <laughs> people. Postquil. I, yeah. I totally spaced also the word sequel. sequel. Yeah. Uh, well, we could damn talk. COVID vaccine, son. <laughs> Your brain's all cloudy. I knew them damn liberals were up to something. Yep. You're going to have a horn <laughs> growing out of your head in no time. Who knows uh, what's in it? The sequel could be about Lori, but we'll get to that. Sure, so sure. We go to Lori's funeral, and Reverend Bill is presiding over the funeral of Lori. Yep. Not a big crowd. Small yep. community gathers around uh, for a life gone too soon. Yep. And Evelyn is hearing voices during the funer- funeral, which she thinks is coming from the visitors of the funeral that are accusing her of being evil and yeah. the murderer. Right. And so this gives us a little in- uh, hint that maybe Evelyn's kind of cracked in the head a little bit because, right, she's looking around at various people. Well, we already know she's cracked because she got she, if she graduated from a... Yeah, and killed her daughter. But... Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> She's uh, and a uh, guinea pig. She might have had it somewhat under control, but now she's obviously not going to be under control. She's hearing what was she hearing? Things like, "You're you're crazy. You're crazy. She killed you her. killed her on purpose. You killed her on purpose." And, yeah, I yeah. mean, everyone knew. You know, like she was like, "Hey, it was an accident." And yeah. it, her her moods go on and off. I, I, Evelyn played this character well, and I mean, as we kind of go through the evening of the massacre, if mm-hmm. you will, um, I. I notice a lot of her components within her character break down. And yep. I think this is also a good point to bring up. This is not really motel. Yep. It's more of a cat. It's like motel, mountaintop motel, mountaintop cabins. Yeah, it's more, you're right. It's a series of like one bedroom 
yeah, standalone, a, a, a standalone, a room cabinets. and a bathroom. That's it. Yeah, and uh, and they're standalone right, cabinets, right. so they're not they're not joined in one building like a motel would be. They're all just sort of standing by themselves, one bedroom. Yeah, I mean it's not a motel, and maybe I'm overthinking it, and yeah. maybe it's just time to move they on. They wanted a motel for the alliteration. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mountaintop Cabin Massacre sounded well, stupid, so they said Mountaintop Motel. Massacre. Mountaintop Cabin Killings. <gasps> oh, there you go. MCK. MCK. Yeah. Anywho. That'll uh, be the post quilt. I noticed, too, that, Rev- <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that Reverend Bill uh, was not dressed in, like, the actual traditional clergy black cloth and stuff. He didn't... Uh, he didn't have the like a typical reverend or uniform on or whatever you want to call it. Well, most most small town most small town reverends back in the day, Andy, if you didn't know this, didn't need the wardrobe of the Lord. They just could do it. That. They well, I don't know what I'm I saying. I assumed I it was because he's a drunk, which we find out about. Well, yeah, and he's kind of fallen away from God a little bit. And there's some maybe I'm reading into it too. Far. No, because <laughs> Crenshaw and yeah. Bill later on in the film do have a, a quite a great discussion yeah, on religion f- and philosophical thing. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. Uh, great writing in that. Reverend right, this, uh, helps her back to the uh, office, the motel. Yeah, I, I think he's. I thought he was going to try to get a little. <laughs> yeah, he rub and tug, but he he helps uh, Evelyn sort of lay down and, and relax. Are you sure is everything's going to pay? Yep. Uh, be okay. He's going to be in cabin three if you need anything. Yep. Uh, back in cabin three, Reverend, uh, who you see, you see some old sailor tattoos he on him. He likes the bottle. And yes, he grabs a bottle of mouthwash. I mean, bourbon. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was mouthwash at first, but it's bourbon. Old crow. And it's, yep, old crow. And it's time to fucking party. Yeah. He fucking. Let's drink it. Let's drink it up. So, uh, this is when Evelyn is trying to have a nice sleep as, as Reverend Bill's pounding down. Taking the bottle of Old Crow to Pound Town, if you will. In Evelyn's bedroom, uh, yeah. she wakes up to hear her dead daughter talking to her. Yeah, mama. Mama. Yeah, creepy. So this is, again, set up to Evelyn's demise. Yep. And this is when we meet my first, my first favorite character, and I think yours too, Andy. Yep. Elvin Crenshaw. Melvin. Melvin. Yep. I thought it was Elvin. No, it's Melvin Crenshaw. Melvin Crenshaw. But he goes by Crenshaw. He does. Everyone calls him Crenshaw, and I want to give him the award for the smartest motherfucker in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's going to make it to the slashies on like so many. This, guy. this is a true story, so don't think I'm fucking with you. This I won't. is this All is right. honestly true. All right. The director, he was he worked for Delta Airlines as a baggage handler for 31 years in mm-hmm. the airport of Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Director met him, begged him to be in the movie. His only acting role, his only thing he's ever done. This actor? Yes. Wow. He was a baggage handler for Delta for 31 years. Yeah. He even mentions in this movie, I'm on my way to Shreveport. Yeah. That's, the movie was filmed in Shreveport. Right. So it was, he was not an actor, not a trained actor, didn't go on to act, didn't you know discover this as a thing. But his character, not only was it so believable and so many great, he, the, the, uh, the comic moments, if you will. Yeah. Where it really brought the movie full circle. <laughs> if Crenshaw was not in the movie, yeah, it wouldn't have. No, Crenshaw in this movie is a, a voice of reason. Yes, in some spots, and uh, definitely thinking comfort. What I, what I would have been thinking if I was in this movie, <laughs> and we'll get. I like and this friendship. Guy. He's really yeah. like I. I he, he's a good friend. Yep, you could tell. So he smart. He, he's a smart old black dude. Only black dude in this movie, and um, 
a and, good a good character. And he's looking for a room for the night, a room that's only seven dollars. Yep. And this is when Evelyn seems spacey. I mean, you know, yeah. she, he's like, "Can I get a room?" She doesn't say two words for him to him except seven dollars. I wondered if it was a race thing. No, because she's looking around. I know they can't watch us because they can only hear us. It's audio. But, but the, they can uh, yeah. hear every burp you burp. Did I just burp? <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm trying to really get better at that. That's okay. Um, but she's like looking around like she's spacey, like she's having another mental episode. Exactly. It's not like she's looking at him like like a Karen. Like, right, like, ew, I don't ew. like you. She's like this, like, I'm fucking spacey. Yeah, and he's... um. You could get that. He's kind of looking at her like, are you... I would have can fucking, I, I'd have I been down at the Motel 6. Is I'd have been okay? like, fuck this. Yeah. So she gives him the key to number two? Number seven. Number no, seven, no. Two, uh, it's next to Reverend McWilly. So it's he's in number three. So I thought this would be like number two. or room, Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. room number two. Yeah, and and um, uh, so that's where, because he does. That's where Crenshaw and Reverend Bill meet. Yep. He's excited uh, to have a neighbor. Yeah, Crenshaw's unloading his truck, and Reverend Bill like, "Hey, Reverend Bill McWilly," and that's when I laughed and said, "His name's Bill McWilly." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for those of you not in America, <laughs> Willie is slang for a wiener. Well, no, Willie—that's what they, I think. Hello, <laughs> Mike. And Bill in England, and and, and William, of course, is uh, William McWilly form for Bill. So this is pretty much William McWilly, Will McWilly, or Will McWilly, William McBill. Doesn't that or, sound? I mean, sounds like a mascot for a fast food chain. Yeah, and I hey, just kids. think Willie is, uh, you know, slang for wiener. So I always. I, I think Willie comes too. from the English proverbs of England. Does it? English proverbs of England. Hello, Mike. Yeah, it's oh God. I mean, so it's Reverend Will, William McWilly. His full name would be William McWilly. Reverend, Mo- yes. Uh, or, yeah, uh, Billiam McWilly. Billiam McBilly. Bill- We're going to have to edit sorry, all that drunk. shit out. Yeah, I'll cut all this out. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's a great pod. Anyway, they make friends. And uh, Crenshaw wants to find somewhere to eat. And old Reverend Bill's just like, no, you eat with me. I got some old crow whiskey and can- yeah. or bourbon and canned sausage. <laughs> You want to go get some dinner and drinks? Hell yeah! I got some Vienna sausages and some Vienna. old bourbon. It's a can of it's Vienna sausage. Half a can. Yeah, he's already eaten a bunch of it. <laughs> oh, we could just have this. And uh, he, he seriously and and Crenshaw like. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. I mean, ah. I'm, not, I'm not saying these men are picky. Mm-mm. I mean, the hotel grounds are creepy as couple I mean, of couple of bachelors in the woods. Yeah, yeah and this is a uh, fucking um, uh, what's the movie with the Heath Ledger? Brokeback Mountain. Oh, <laughs> you complete me. Is that the line? Yeah, I, I think so. I can't quit you. I can't quit you. Yeah. Oh, that would be so rad if Bill like just hugged or a Titanic moment with Bill uh, and Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Reverend Bill and Crenshaw. Uh, anyway, we have so, an e- immediate bromance between these two men. And they stuff. are, they get down to business with the uh, bourbon and Vienna sausages. Yep. Uh, we get back to a part of the story that confuses me. Okay. Evelyn opens a trap door in her bedroom that I guess leads through all the cabins throughout the motel area yeah. or the cabins. Like, we, learn, we learn that there are tunnels. T- yeah, what the fuck yeah. would be the reason for that? This is weird to me too, but... Um, like there was should be a little backstory on that. Like There isn't any at maybe all, you're right. It could be like a, a tornado, Like so all the guests have a place to go, like bunker Ooh, up. You know, that's <gasps> actually a good explanation for hey, it. Hey, look at me. I, 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 I've hit the mark on two things. Today, but it's but, weird. You're right. There is this tunnel system that joins all the cabins underground. And the office. And the office. And this is where we learn that Evelyn can access it. <clears throat> She's the only one at this point that knows about it. And it leads into the, the bathroom. There's a trap door in the bathroom of every cabin. But you're right. That could be 
for a tornado shelter. Yeah, because I mean, um, it, I mean, mountains aren't really susceptible to tornadoes, but uh, this part of the country though is getting hit right now with a tornado. Oh yeah, you're you know, right. So but if you're higher up, the safer you are, I suppose. Because cold in the mountains, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, not like in a tree. That's a tornado. That, you know what I'm kind of getting at? This is very Norman Bates esque motel. Little, little bit. Mama. Yeah. Shit like that. She's like, Evelyn's like a female Norman Bates. So she's strange and she grabs like some snakes and puts them in a bag. No, before we get to all that. that, Yeah, yeah, it's later, but that's, again, like this movie's fucking weird. But I want (laughs) to introduce Vernon and his beautiful wife, Mary. Oh, yeah. We cut to Vernon and Mary driving in a pickup truck. They just got married at a local sizzler. That's right. And uh, now El- it's time for Elvis, the... Elvis performed the ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Y'all married now. Thanks I mean, much. seriously. I, yeah. Hey, babe, let's get married and then we can go to that buffet. Yep. Uh, but they get married at the... Uh, well, I, I don't know if it's a local sizzler. I just no. kind of figure... They just got married either way. Yeah, and it's time for their honeymoon. And what a magical place to have your honeymoon other than Evelyn's <laughs> Mountaintop Motel. Well, it's $7 a night. Nick. Yeah, because... Yeah, because... Vernon doesn't have a lot of he do, He can't afford the Holiday Inn, damn it. He can't afford you the can't, Holiday Inn. You can't afford the Holiday... He hol- literally said that, and I thought, well, nowadays the Holiday Inn would be the cheap one, you know, compared to a lot of hotels, but I don't know. No way. They had the Holodome back in the day. Oh, sure. Well... Like, where you could play putt-putt. <laughs> yeah. And, like, go swimming and shit. So, anyway, it's Mary <laughs> and Vernon, who I don't really think need to be in the movie, but we'll get to... We'll, we'll yeah. digress on that They're anyway. There. But, yep. but they... Uh, they walk into the. Um, uh, well, it's a pointless scene where they're driving and oh yeah, having fun with each other as they talk about their newlyweds. And a dog, a white dog, runs out in the road, and Vernon has to hit the brakes and swerve. And he does the old, uh, "Did you see that? I could be a stunt driver." <laughs> And, and they have a quick like, argument. She's like, what's with that dog? And he's like, you talk too much. And then she like hits, hits him, him and then fall- arm and then hugs, hugs him. him. So what I wrote that, that too. Dog? And this is neat. Yeah, what is needed? Why is this scene needed? There is no reason for this scene. There is no reason for those two characters. Put a pin in it. I'll tell you what I think near the end. Perfect. Put a pin in that. I'm yeah. writing pin. Put a pin in the white dog crossing the road. I'll tell you later. So back to Evelyn. She's Mark down- the time. 2942. She, she's picking up snakes. And yeah. I, I, I want to do this for you. The snakes are making sounds. Oh, it's a stupid sound effect. Some Foley artist really messed it up. Yeah. It's- the noisemakers you get at New Year's Eve? Listen to that. That's supposed to be snakes. Rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes, but yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like a rattlesnake at all. You know? No, but she, but obviously, she, it's. I keep hitting that damn thing. It's from. Sorry. sorry. No, sorry, everyone. <laughs> We're making noise over here. <laughs> yeah, I got a noisemaker. It's those damn snakes. I. I so it's again. There, she's picking up snakes. She's putting them in the bag. So yep. a little foreshadowing. Foreshadowing there. Yeah. And uh, then it's. We don't know why she's doing it. She's well. She's yeah. a crazy person. Why is she doing anything? <sighs> Unfortunately, this, she's insane. She's mentally unstable. She's mentally unstable. But now we get to uh, Prissy and Tanya. Yeah, and driving a VW bug. Little VW bug. They sing. Uh, they sing together on a road trip. They're heading south. They're probably heading to a fucking NASCAR race They're or something. Trying to be the next American Idol or Tanya Tucker, Loretta or Loretta Lynn, Dolly Parton, maybe. Ooh, they are. Uh, don't they um, mention Loretta? Yes. They finish their song and they say, "Look out, Loretta!" Yeah, that's what it we're is. We're coming for you. And Tanya's got the most beautiful hair. She it goes down. She does. Like, it's really pretty hair. Yep. Uh, almost worth watching. And Prissy is her cousin. And again, they're driving. Um, Do you know they are not singing? 
that there's a different credit in this movie for the actual voice yes, that's singing. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, it's a lady uh, credited. Angela Christine is credited as singing voice. So she's oh. probably just doing the voice twice. I bet she runs a karaoke company now somewhere. Yeah, yeah wouldn't that be something? We like up in Maine. See if we can get her for an interview. But she... Uh, <laughs> hey, boys. She obviously recorded the lines, uh, the, the song, two times because it's clear that it's two voices singing. And that's the women in this car singing along on their way to make uh, make their dreams come true. Uh, become, they're they're on their way to make uh, become their, singers. Yeah. yeah. So again, we're we're they're driving down. We kind of get the idea now that everyone's heading to the same place. Yeah. Whether they want to or not. Right. Back uh, to Vernon and Mary, the newly the newly married couple. Vernon just wants to get down. He, yeah. So he runs in the office, you know, to to meet Evelyn. And Evelyn's a little more pleasant. Yes, that's what around. I'm saying. So now she's like, "Hey, what's up?" Oh, yeah. the storm's coming there, and yep. you know, charges him seven dollars. Oh, at she's, this point, it was already raining. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. But she's, you know, she's like, he, he, you know, seven dollars. Here you go. There's a, a single room for the both of you. Yep. Uh, room four. Tell her I have something special for her. Yeah. Tell which your is, little wife I'll have a special treat for her. Which is, yeah. it's like, okay, Creepy. what? And Vern is just like, okay. And she gives him a candle just in case the power goes out. And he says like. Uh, the lights aren't going to be on anyway. Hell yeah. That means they're having merit. We'll be having sex. That means marital relations. We're so mature. So, um, yeah. so again, while they're getting in the car, yeah, I don't know how to say that. Like, it's, I, I pointed it out. It's, yeah. they're getting in the car. There seems to be some weird ass sound that doesn't make sense to me. And when Vernon is getting back in the car, back in the truck with his beautiful so wife, gotta drive over to their cabin or whatever. Yeah. So this is like what I hear. So it sounds like people screaming and they don't really go to it. I, I have it recorded down as uh, weird sounds, but it closes the door. You hear that? I mean, I know it's it's hard to hear, friends, and I know this I thought might not that be was a... just the windshield wipers squeaking on the windshield. Shit! What if it was, and I'm just a fucking idiot? Uh, well, anyway, I'll cut I... all that out. <laughs> <laughs> God, pointless. <Nick. laughs> so Evelyn's now back in the tunnel. She's back in the tunnels again. Yeah, uh, and she's what we assume is getting nothing but trouble. And yep. sure enough, she takes a bag of snakes. Yep, throws them into a bedroom this is where in when on my first watch this is where i learned that she's going through tunnels that are underneath all the cabins because a trap door opens in the floor in the bathroom of the cabin and she offloads the bag of snakes and then when vernon and his wife get in there they're like what's this bag and vernon's like i'll just toss in the corner and i was like oh it's tunnels oh she left that in there but i didn't piece that together till right now on my first watch she doesn't feel weight like if i picked up a sack and i feel weight or i would see you know fucking noisemaker fucking coming from the bag but snakes chose that moment to stay quiet yeah so uh we're gonna find out soon what's happening but mary and vernon are in their room with a bag full of snakes we know this now Yes, and uh, true story again, not fucking with you. You know, Vernon, who the actor who plays Vernon, yeah. goes on to be a celebrated stuntman in Hollywood. Yeah. Movies like Road Trip. Cool. TV series like Bones. Oh. So uh, he actually kind of did well. Yeah. Um, not a bad career, bro. And in fact, he said he should be a stunt driver. So maybe he was foreshadowing right. his fucking own life. That was his line in the movie. Dude. I should be a stunt driver. <laughs> 
Mary. Be a stunt driver. Uh, you talk too much. Yeah, so it's time for everyone to get naked, uh, the newlyweds. Right. We see a snake crawling around, and so well, now... we jump back to Vern, or I'm sorry, Reverend Crenshaw, Reverend... Willie McWillie. Sir. Well, we see the snake. No, but we see oh, the snake. Yeah, they're before the bite. Yeah, but we see the snake crawling through the room. Yeah, of Mary and Vernon. It's like, uh, it's something's gonna go down later. Yes, and then Reverend McWillie and uh, Melvin Crenshaw are getting philosophical. They both, they both tied one on. Mm. You know, you can see Melvin's eyes are bloodshot. He's had a few, and they're talking about religion and how Bill became a preacher because he yep. sold Bibles. Yup, and Crenshaw's like, well, what's your Bible say about drinking? Yeah, you know and. It says plenty. (laughs) This is a great line from Crenshaw. Yeah. If the kingdom of heaven is in my heart, where is the kingdom of hell? Yeah. Fucking go, Crenshaw. Oh, shit. Way to get deep. And the reverend uh, says, well, I suppose it's in your heart, too. Yeah, and that, I mean, that, like, maybe it's in your taint. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Do you think, and I don't want to pick on these guys, but to get that deep, uh, perhaps they were smoking weed instead of drinking? No, because you can, I mean, you can get... To get that introspective. I mean, what like, do they call it? Truth serum? It's far so out, man. they're really... Tr- yeah. It, it's totally right far out, man. What if the universe is inside us? Um, and we're not in what the if, universe. Or whatever. What if a pink thing... Who uh, closes the door when the bus driver gets off? Um, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck? <laughs> so I just thought that line was pretty fucking rad about... Right. You know, when Crenshaw looks at him and says, Hey, if it's in my heart, where's the kingdom of hell? So I suppose um, it's in there too. Meaning... Yeah. Man is capable of good and evil. Ooh, yin yang. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. And when I say man, I mean human. Yes, kind of course. Yeah. Is capable of, of both good and evil. Yeah. Hugh uh, person. Um. <laughs> so now it's time to go to bed. They the talk about the up. economy a little bit too. <laughs> like they talk about the. Uh, oh, the job situation. Yeah, Mc, uh, uh, McWillie, <laughs> Reverend McWillie talks to. Are you a contra- I saw in your truck you got a bunch of tools. Are you a carpenter? And he's like, Yeah, but I haven't been out of work since I was 16 years old, and now it's really tough out yeah. there. So they're just hashing a little bit about. They're having a good the talk. Market. They're having a good talk in uh, room two. Yeah. Um. Now then, it's time for the good boys to go to bed. They split up. Now we get to meet my second favorite character. If it wasn't for Crenshaw, he would be my first favorite character. It's Al. He's got a car phone. He's, he's a high-powered he, He's an advertising guy, yeah. which, uh, like Andy said, I'm in advertising. Yeah. He's smooth with a killer mustache. Some might call him Cocaine Johnny. For sure. Oh, yeah. This uh, guy fucks. Yeah, this guy is... <laughs> if I could stay professional. Yeah, professionally, like... Like, yeah, prof- well, professional, this guy fornicates. This guy fornicates. This guy fucking fornicates. And in this movie, he's going to try to fornicate. Uh, he, <laughs> Cocaine Johnny is rad. He's on his car phone in 1983. No talk, shit. Talking to his secretary, uh, and he's like, the roads are getting bad. Do you have a hotel? I need to stay the night. So she sends him. Has a flawless cell phone signal. In, yes. the, in the rural areas of in the Arkansas, rural area of Arkansas, Arkansas Louisiana in yeah. 1983 yeah dude and you, he can and it's a thunderstorm and yeah he can hear and he's her perfectly well maybe it's because he's on a mountaintop I don't know because I, I know like when I've had cell phones in the past you had to go all the way to the top of a mountain right. but clearly this man does not have Verizon yeah so this <laughs> <laughs> no this guy it's it's funny because I, I did you know, who doesn't notice that it's it's yeah cocaine Johnny's got a cell phone or, or a car phone in his car and so right. Uh, we go back to the country cousins, uh, Tanya and Prissy. They've gone off the road in their VW. Uh, they're stuck. They're yeah. stuck in the pouring rain. They get out of the car in their white t-shirts. White t-shirts. And, and it's very blatant wet t-shirt time. 
It's wet t-shirt times. Yeah. Meaning what Andy's trying to say, students, is that you can see outlines of boobies. And nipples. And nipples. These ladies aren't wearing bras, and it's no. clear that they obviously shot this scene like, hey, we want to get these gals outside in the rain. I know. I was like, yeah. are we going to see boobies in this movie? Like, is this going to turn into little yeah. porkies? Pun intended, because as they're <laughs> waving a car down, it's Al. It's Yay! Cocaine Johnny. Yep. And he decides to give them a ride to the I'll Motel 2. I mean. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's too. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's, 80s. It's two attractive young ladies without bras on Dude, and wet t-shirts. Get yes. in my car, please. And Al is, of course, stoked. He's like, fuck yes. He's so stoked. And so, of course, they're telling him, like, Tanya's like, hey, we're cousins. Yep. I'm Tanya. I'm, And this is Precy. Yep. And, uh. We're yeah. going to be the next American Idol. Yeah, his face, his <laughs> smile on his face could be seen from Mars. He's just like, holy shit. This is awesome. This is, because um, we don't know, I mean, Al's not married. He was talking to a secretary. Yep. There's nothing like, I don't. It's kind of flirty with yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, they get excited about his car. Uh, Prissy's like, holy cow, you know, you must be rich. You've got a, a great car and a phone yeah. in your car. Ooh. So before they even start singing, he decides to say that he is in. The music industry. Columbia Records. Columbia Records. And they're like, what? We're on our way to audition for blah, 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 blah. Whatever. <laughs> My I don't se- fucking know. <laughs> Useless plot point. We're about you to know? sing at a NASCAR race. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know, like, the second time watching around, I thought that he heard them sing or they mentioned that they were singers. He said it before. Yes. They you know, you're right. So he, he could have said, like, hey, you know, yeah. I, I I made this car. Or I'm, I'm the president of the people that make this car. Or I yeah. fucking. I work for Mercedes and I got well, this car. You can even say you're an advertising. He, he, he could have said, yeah, I'm a I high-powered mean, ad executive. Ad, ad, advertising yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of cocaine. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of money. But so anyway, it's a super awesome coincidence on his part that he says, "I work for Columbia Records." Yeah, like and he's the president like, or he owns them. Just so you know, we're on our way to audition. Do you think maybe we can audition for you? <laughs> and what did he say? Uh, I've said something like, "Yeah, uh, multiple times" or something. Because like because they say like, "What are you doing here, Al?" Yeah, or like, yeah. "Hey, what are you doing down here?" If you're like the president of Columbia, I'm, really, I'm scouting. A lot yeah. of talent search. Just, just saw some people down in Shreveport. There you go. They're fucking rad. Mm-hmm. So Tanya, who's the most flirtiest, not prissy so much, Tanya's like, well, you need to hear us. You need to listen to us. Uh, we'll yep. go to the motel with you. You can actually hear Al's erection growing in his pants. Yeah, there's a weird sound effect. Going on. <laughs> yeah, and there it was. Yep. So Nick uh, didn't record it, and he wasn't going to play it off his phone. You'll have to imagine you can actually hear Al becoming aroused we've just point. lost probably a couple listeners there yeah, but um they'll come back it's fine <laughs> back we'll, to, we'll back, get new listeners <laughs> to replace them. back to side boob mary yes uh, and side boob mary and Ver- mm-hmm. side boob mary and vernon are uh, uh it's a small scene yeah. that leads up to the snake that we saw earlier well vernon <laughs> yeah he's i'm so horny i'm so horny i can't stand it he's laying there in bed in his tidy whities while his wife changes over in the bathroom you get a little uh, side oh. side boob nudity of, of Mary and yeah there's a snake crawling around no this uh, is when he bites his face yeah the snake's crawling behind him on the bedside table and at one point doesn't he like turn over to grab something and the snake's right there and it bites him right on a, right below his right eye yep. on his cheek mm-hmm. and um, he flips out oh my gosh I got bit and he like smashes kills it with a shoe or, or something yeah it yeah he does kill he it he kills the snake pretty quick 
So, uh, and Mary, of course, is, oh my gosh, uh, what happened? It's like, it was a fucking snake. Just bit me in the face, you know? Yeah, so this is like, this scene, like, yeah, so he's bit in the face by a snake. They don't know how it gets in there. I mean, obviously, you know, it's the one that Evelyn threw in there. This is like when it's a culmination of all the characters kind of coming together. Showing up, yep. Yeah, Al pull, Al and the girls pull into the motel as lightning strikes, a tree falls. They barely make it by as the tree fall. Tree behind falls the car. behind the car and blocks the road. So now they're blocked Very, in. Now they're blocked in. Yeah. No getting out. Very classic. Yep. Can't leave. Damn it. It's gonna, can't, can't get people to see us right away, especially on a dark and stormy night. Bum, bum, bum. The, the girls forget their purse in the Volkswagen oh, bugs. They're like, what the fuck are we going to do? So instead of Al saying like, hey, I'll, I, it's seven bucks, or he doesn't know the price. I'll get you your own room. He's like, no, you can well, stay with me. You can stay with me. Girls, like in a Matthew McConaughey voice, girls, you can stay with me. All right, all uh, right, all right. All right, all right. So, uh, Genius. They're like, hey, if we stay with you, can we audition for you? And he's like, well, fuck o- Over yeah. and over again. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> what a... F- <laughs> like, could you just be more obvious? <laughs> Fool. He books a room with the girls. And um, she, she's back to her old creepy self. Yeah. She's uh, so creeped Evelyn, out. She Evelyn's doesn't charge like, him. No, Evelyn. No, you're right. She didn't say $7. Nope. You assume she charged him, but she's just no, kind of. I think she's out spaced out. And they're like, well, does she think he's like a sinful man? He's here with two women. And uh, I don't know. She would be able to look in that dark stormy night and see yeah. the car like she did when she saw Vernon and Mary. Vernon, yeah. she was like, you have a girl in your car. Yeah. It was still kind of light out. Yeah, we are overthinking this movie more than I thought because I know, this I is know. a slow. No, it's okay. Yeah, listen, don't yeah. look at the time. I'm not. Look at me. Look in my I'm eyes. Looking at your eyes. Look in my eyes. I'm looking at your eyes. All right. Looking at your lips. Breathe in. Breathe out. I'm vaccinated. Namaste. This doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Spit <laughs> in my mouth. Gross. Um, but again, I want to. She doesn't ask for the money. Yes. She would remember it's seven fucking dollars. Yes. And you're a high power executive in advertising. He gets uh, cabin he gets number for one. Cabin number one. On the way back to his car, Mary flags. That's when, out. yeah, this is again the culmination of all the characters. Mary runs out, my, says, "Hey, help, help!" Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, go my, go for my, it. Uh, my husband's been snake bit. There was a snake in the room. <laughs> He's been snake bit. Um, uh, uh, Al get, uh, has uh, Prissy and Tanya take the bags. So you you girls go to the room. I, mm-hmm. I'll call. I'll call for a doctor and gets on the car phone again. Perfect reception. As a raging I, storm. I wouldn't anticipate in a horror movie. Right? Wouldn't the phones like not work in a situation? They like don't this? work in the motel. That's the, typically how it goes. The mobile phone works well yeah. for some reason, but again, you know that the tree's down. Yeah, there's one road to the mountain motel, yeah. mountaintop motel. Yep, mountaintop Airbnb. Yeah. So, um, the, so, uh, so uh, Al calls the uh, police. Somehow, the dispatcher. Somehow he knows the number. For the cops in the nine one one was it in nineteen eighty three? Did that exist? I don't, I don't even know. know. Zero. Yeah. And Mabel, um, hook he, me up. He to the- explains that there's a man there who's been snake bit. Of course, the dispatcher reaches out to the sheriff. Sheriff is at a bar holding the glass, and the bartender's like, "Just give me the goddamn glass so I can clean." I get it. a scene that's not totally useless. Yeah, I mean, um, it could have been the, it could have been him walking out of the bar, but oh, there's so many scenes that are worthless. I'm excited to hear yeah. again back to the dog thing. But well, uh, the dispatcher says to Al, "I can't get him. He's not picking up, but I'll keep trying. Uh, leave me your number." Al leaves his mobile number and goes back to his room. 12, 18, 14. Yeah, yeah. he goes back to the room. This is a good time to talk about the acting. Yes, it's, it's great acting. It's awesome. Cocaine Johnny and. Crenshaw are my fucking uh, favorite. Nick is calling Al Cocaine Johnny. I don't want our listeners to get oh, confused. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, Al, Al is Cocaine Johnny. Okay. So the girls in the room, freezing, boobies yeah. and nipples are showing yep. through their uh, clothes. So Al comes in like, hey, ladies. Yeah. 
I got some clothes for you. I got some dry clothes. Yeah, man, let me uh, get you some clothes. So, because I'm such a nice guy, motherfuckers. Right. So he gives him. I guess he's got you know shorts and another t-shirt. Yeah. He hands did. it to uh, the girls. They they run off into the bathroom to change. Right. And we uh, we go to Evelyn. No, we're back. No, we're back in Ev- we're back in Reverend Bill's room. Yeah. As the girls are getting changed, the camera takes us to Reverend Bill's room. Right. He's why passed did, out. Why does he even have a room? Well, he's passed out with a bottle on his chest. <laughs> and But we see Evelyn in the trap door leaving Look, yeah. a cage of rats and letting them loose. Spooky. In, uh, in Bill's room. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? Uh, don't know why. Yeah. I have no idea what purpose this serves other than she's bonkers. Leaving rats. Yeah, so it's a, a minor... A lot in- of rats. It's it, a minor inconvenience. It's yeah. a it's, it's, it's a total minor inconvenience for yeah. Bill, who has to stomp them with the good Lord's book. Right, right. It, they wake him up, like his... They bite his hand or something. He's like, like what? Ow. Rats? Ow, I mean, I guess tuberculosis and... Yeah, the plague. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, bubonic plague. But he uh, he's, like, awake now, and there's rats all over the room, and he doesn't know what's going on and why. Yeah, he's stomping the rats with a thing. Again, not spooky. Yeah. Um... Uh, now back in uh, Cocaine Johnny, I mean Al's room, yeah. he's pouring scotch. Time to get smooth with the cousins. Yeah, Prissy says, like, make sure mine has a lot of water. Yeah, because I don't like scotch. I don't like scotch. I mean, this guy's got a little portable bar with him, and so Prissy Do tells Tanya. Do all Tanya, guys in advertising walk around with portable bars? Like I've that? got one. <laughs> I really do. Ah, nice. Next time, I'm on next time. So smooth. I'll when you play trombone uh, mm. for our, our our students. I'll bring the I'll bring my little yeah. We had a request bar. for that. Um, yeah, yeah so we're that. gonna need some money. I think. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta some, put that. We had a if we had a patron, we could. I'm put gonna it on need that. some financial incentive to play trombone. Uh, but <laughs> Pr- Pr- Prissy doesn't think Alice truthful. But no. Tanya doesn't give a fuck. She's like, why does it hurt? You know, he's kind of yeah. cute. So if he isn't truthful, who cares? You know, let's just show him a couple boobs and we're cool. You're going to pass up a good roll in the hay? Plus, he's cute. All right, let's just get it on. <laughs> the, and th- as the girls are discussing this, the bite on Vernon's face is... Uh, swelling up. It's swelling. It's, so we're back to Vernon and Mary. And yeah, she's worried about him. And again, waiting for a doctor. Yep. Uh, I, I can't wait for you to when you find your moment to tell me why they're important and why... They they're mean, not. They're not important. They're not the dog thing. The, oh, okay. That's we'll what I want to talk about later. So, um, <laughs> when the dog crossed the road. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember that. Vernon but and Mary. Useless. They're nothing. They're nothing. So again, as we discuss <laughs> this, we will we will dive into that more. Yeah. Evelyn, uh, back in her office, is reading the Good Book of the Lord. Yep. And decides it's time to get her sickle. Yeah. That curved knife that Children of the Corn I think made famous. Yeah. Uh, she still hears her daughter's voice calling her name. <sighs> Mom, yeah, kill them, mama, kill them, kill them. And there's um, a naked uh, doll, baby doll, on the bed. Yeah, that's what Evelyn... Evelyn's got all the makeup on. At that yeah, she She's picks like up this doll. Thick, thick eyeshadow yeah. and lipstick. She picks up this weird-ass doll so that weird. Andy just mentioned and plays with it. Like, yeah. she frolics around her fucking office, yeah. the hotel office, it's probably her house as well, and she's playing with this doll like a child. The director said, act crazy. <laughs> and action. Act crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and pretend you can hear a whisper in your ears. Yeah. Your, your dead daughter saying, kill them. Kill, Act like you're the wife them. of 
Pat Roberts. Um, right. <laughs> Robertson, whatever. Uh, so. She grabs some cockroaches. Why she has them in the box, oh no one knows. God. I guess they're her daughters. It they... was another critter or something. Or maybe she had them to feed like a lizard. Oh, that's a good idea. Hey, that's people, a good call. People keep cockroaches, crickets, no. and things. Yeah, to yeah, feed yeah. No, that's animals. a good one. Just like about the tunnels that I said. Yeah, that's a good one. I because yep. she did. Uh, the daughter Lori did have a lot of. She she loved animals. I, I figured, right. but I don't know why she want to hang them, buddy. We, Cheryl was watching this with me. We thought it was spiders for a second. I'm like, eh, no, that's fucking of spiders. Doesn't make any sense. No, it's, it's definitely. I think it's either crickets or roaches. And we get a good close-up look in a little bit. They're roaches. So again, she drops co- cockroaches from a bag, six of them or seven of them, in Crenshaw's room. Yeah. So spooky. I know. What the fuck? There's six cockroaches. Somehow they multiply. I even wrote this. Andy, how in the fuck did they multiply into a thousand? Know. Next thing you know, like Crenshaw's got roaches just all over him. If you dumped even... You know, a dozen roaches in someone's room. They would scurry off to it dark places. Take, yeah, it would take a long time for them to like get up and crawl all over that person. I but don't know. they wouldn't crawl. They would scurry off to the door jams. Well, the- this is reserve uh, suspension of disbelief. That's what we have to do here. She did it, and they crawled on him. For the purposes of the of the plot, they need to crawl all over Melvin Crenshaw, and they do. He wakes up with roaches all over him, and he's like, "What the fuck? This fucking hotel! I need to get out of here! What the fuck's going on?" You know, he's got. He's a an angry uh, an angry man covered in roaches at this point. <laughs> That's the sound of cockroaches. Right. So, what you hear Just right a now? Weird sound effect. I guess it's kind of. It's artistic license. Yeah. I mean that that's a sound of, that's a sound that we hear. As a cockroaches are calling over Crenshaw, he right. brushes he brushes them off himself. They ought to call this place the Roach Motel. They oughta. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a great That's line. Funny. Again, Crenshaw is the man. <laughs> um, this is the greatest scene. We smash cut back to Al and the girls. This is. I took a video of this. Yeah. Jody and I, when we saw this, we laughed, 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 laughed. Me uh, too. It was, they are the girls are auditioning for them, and they're, they're singing, singing their cute be- song, their cute little song. <laughs> Take it. And Al is sitting in bed, shirtless. Watching them sing. Tucked in like a little Tucked child. In. Yeah, so his legs are <laughs> under the covers, and he's sitting up in bed to see his upper half, no shirt on, uh, hands politely folded on his lap, listening to these two uh, these two ladies uh, sing their song. Uh, they're cute, you know, what, make me warm through the night? I don't even know. Song it was. I, I, I couldn't even listen to the song because I'm laughing. We were this laughing. Was, this was, I mean, even Ow. when I watched my second time, and I've watched this movie twice within yep. 24 hours. Like, yep. it was, so he's so entranced by their music as he sits in the bed topless listening. Like, yeah. it's so, it's like a lullaby. Like, they're singing him a lullaby. Go to sleep, Walk little me through. cocaine Johnny, go to sleep. <laughs> See, okay, so we're led to believe that, you know, movies are a, uh, you know, it's a fictional world that's supposed to draw us in yes, and yes, 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 believe yes. in what's happening. So set this scene up. We smash cut. <laughs> to this scene and it's already happening tell me the setup for this did al say like hang on <laughs> let me ladies i want you to audition for me but first i want to take my shirt off and i want to get in bed and i want to sit in bed and cover up my you know on the covers and, and i want to sit here with my, i'm going to sit here with my shirt off and, I, and now go ahead and sing and then we as the viewers we we came in on that I want to know, like, what happened to get them to that point? Al saying, I'm going to sit here with no shirt on and listen to you sing. Because <laughs> yeah, no, like he, he's obviously ready to just have sex with girls, these two Girls, hold, hold on. Yeah. Before you audition. Before you audition, let me untake uh, yeah, my I'm, pants off and just, I'm going to get in bed. Then he gets all tucked in. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm ready. Right. So yeah, at, that's good. You know, that's so great. Al's clearly trying to do his best Harvey Weinstein with these two ladies. <laughs> And they, he doesn't uh, even notice, and, and they he don't does. even really notice what's going on. The phone, the phone is ringing in his car. The sheriff, who right. uh, is now trying to get in touch with the happening, trying to call him back. What's going on in the mountaintop motel? So this is finally, we finally get to the backstory after that great scene with Al and the cousins. Yeah. Um, the backstory of Evelyn, why she wants to all of a sudden go nuts on these people. The voice of her daughter comes to her and tells her that they all must die. They want to send her back to the insane asylum. They think she's crazy. Yep. So this is when she grabs the sickle again. So the roaches and snakes and rats were for what? Fun. Or for fun. I d- yeah. Well, uh, this is... A, uh, <laughs> so with sickle in listen, hand, Evelyn want, runs off in the tunnels. I didn't want to... I didn't wake up this morning and say, you know, by tonight I'm going to be making fun of a mentally ill person. But here I am. Uh, but, okay, no, 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 dude, let's not get too she's deep crazy. into this. She's crazy. She's crazy. But this is, we, we're slash you, dude. Yeah. We, we talk about... I mean, he's you, nuts. Jason Voorhees was right. fucked in the head. I'm well, not gonna, I'm not gonna feel yeah, bad about yeah. saying, oh, Jason just needed some. I mean, you know, like in his mom, this, you know, like this lady is Michael Myers. You know? This lady's nuts. That's all there is to it. She's not right in the head, and she feels that letting animals loose in the various rooms is accomplishing whatever in her own head. So she's just doing it to do it because she's crazy. She doesn't really need a reason to let the animals loose. She's crazy. I know, but you're not. That's making... what I'm saying. You're not sitting. I don't yeah. like it any more than you. But no, it's, I, I, I didn't. She's I, nuts. I didn't know. The only thing that really did some damage was a snake, but the snake didn't even wind up killing him. Oh so, no, Vernon mm, didn't die. He just got a swollen cheek for now. And, yeah. Well, he yeah. dies, but he doesn't die from the snake, of the snake bite. bite. Yeah. yeah. And and again, the minor inconvenience of roaches. Oh boy. That's all it is. It's, eh. And the rats. I'm minor. brushing my sleeve. If right. Nick's brushing, <laughs> brushing his uh, his we sleeve. We need to start right. So, meanwhile, back in Cocaine Johnny's room, the girls continue singing. Yeah. And uh, he tells them that they are stars. Promises promises that they're that, that big contracts in their future. Yeah. And so, I love this scene. I took a video of it because as he's promising this, the girls look at each other and he's like, like he turns away and laughs. Like, he's laughing at his own jokes, his own lies, if you will. Yeah, he's like, I got them. So, I, they're wrapped around my finger. So, I'm, I'm going to get laid. Yes. He's cracking up, like, at yeah. his own lies. But Tanya, Tanya, um, who's like, well, fuck yeah. If you're getting us a big contract, yeah. here are my boobs. Right. She here, wants to see you can, you, Yes, you can touch my boobs. <laughs> and um, I'm wearing your shirt. Yeah. And some panties. Yeah. And you just said that you'll get me a big contract in Nashville. Mm-hmm. But Prissy is not with it. No, Prissy's not down. She's um, there's a reason why she's named Prissy, I guess. She's just hey. kind of <laughs> she's kinda uptight. I didn't you know? even think about that. Ms. And Priss. Tanya in Latin means slut. It does not. Oh, I'm just kidding. You didn't fool me. And that not one, slut. That's a bad word. Promiscuous. Slut is a, uh, I didn't mean to say that. Whore. PC. Um, not even that one either. Well, they go to the bathroom, and of course, uh, uh, Prissy's like, I don't believe this. I'm not going to do it. And Tanya's like, I'm going to do it. You know, I think we should. And, yeah. Al, yeah. you don't want to make this Al, a solo album, do you? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was that the was line. Awesome. Al, as Prissy runs, threatens to run in the bathroom and not join them, Al looks straight at her, cradling Tanya, and goes, you don't want to make this a solo album, do you? Yeah. Like, Fuck, dude. That's try, buddy. Yeah, dude. That's ballsy. She runs into the bathroom. Tanya follows her, of course, because they're cousins, and uh, they gotta talk it over a little bit. Yeah, and so Al's out in the main room with his (laughs) with his tidy whities on. Tidy blueies. Tidy blueies. He's got blue. (laughs) 
blue briefs on. <laughs> and and again, he takes a, a glass and listens to And the he's door. cracking up again. And he listens because um, when it's confirmed that Tanya's going to sleep with him, he's like, yes, all right, I'm at least going to get one of them. Yeah. I'm so glad I packed my sexy blue underwear. Yeah, I hope I have condoms. Wait, it doesn't matter. Who cares? And he gets back in the bed. Yeah, he gets um, back in the bed, and uh, that's when Prissy... I'm going to stay in here. Yeah, she stays in the in the bathroom. It's only two rooms, right. a bedroom, super tiny. So Prissy's forced to Prissy's plan is to stay there in the bathroom and listen to them have sex. But but, but they really don't. They never <laughs> no. get to sex. No, they just start making out laying in the bed. And uh this this is when This is when Prissy meets her demise. Yeah. She's the first kill if you don't include Lori. No. Um Prissy meets Evelyn and her sickle and Evelyn dies. Evelyn comes up through the the through trap, the trap door, door and the floor. A, a slash across uh Prissy's face. Yep. Evelyn drags the body back into the tunnels. Yep. Tanya and Al are still kind of worried, so they enter the bathroom only to discover blood, but no Prissy. But Al puts on his pants. Like yeah. I would think like, hey, I'm going to get Prissy. I'm going to let her see me in my fucking sexy blue panties. He's probably embarrassed because his erection's too tiny. And he didn't Aww. Like, no, Cocaine Johnny's... Well, maybe Cocaine. Like cocaine Johnny's got a... He's packing. I think he's a sleazebag. <laughs> well, I mean, but watch his character develop, though. There's a lot we got to talk he about. He becomes a hero, but he's a sleazebag right now. So this is when Tanya's character starts to bug me out, Andy. Agreed. I, this is when I hope that the sickle comes to her. Uh-huh. Because she just starts getting uh, unmanageable. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, the hammy award, you know, acting award, if she you will. She gets super over the top. Yeah. Right. And this is when we see the sheriff approaching the motel with uh, lights and sirens yeah. as Al goes to warn the others. Because... <laughs> He sees the blood, knows, notices that Prissy is missing. Oh, so, sure. So he's like, I'm going to go warn the others. Yeah, and we didn't mention when the sheriff was trying to uh, get through, uh, the sheriff said to dispatch, I'm, I'm just going to go out there yeah. and check. So the sheriff's on his way. And Al is like, we gotta, I got to go get help. We got to tell everybody because Prissy's gone. Um, he runs into Crenshaw. Yep. And that's when he says, you know, the girl, one of the girls in my room, she was there. Now she's not. Something's going on. We got to tell everyone there's blood in the in the bathroom. Uh, and Crenshaw is going to go tell the Reverend. Uh, and Al, what did, did Al go into uh, Mary and um, yep. Vernon's room? Al tells Mary and Vernon to stay put. Yeah, helps that, on the way. That there's trouble, and yeah. he's going to fix it all. And that's like what I wrote in big letters, cocaine Johnny to the rescue. Yeah, because Vernon is still... Uh, floored, or he's on the bed. He's out of commission with a big old yeah, it's swollen, getting, gross snake bite on his face. Yeah, it's getting bad. Like this guy is almost going to be able to audition for the role of Rocky in the movie Mask. Yeah. I know I bring that up a lot, but he is. It's getting big, and uh, and Mary's just hovering over him. Like yeah, right, she's there to take okay? care of him. You gonna be okay? I'm your I'm your new wife. So yeah. we did say it's sickness and health. I yeah, guess. we got married at the Sizzler. It was fucking rad. Oh, sorry, uh, the steak was great. Bill and Crenshaw talk. Bill and Crenshaw. I mean, sorry, Alan Crenshaw, uh, Bill and Crenshaw, Reverend Bill and Crenshaw are yeah. talking. Yeah. And they're talking about getting out of there. Uh, Crenshaw says, well, wait, you know, if, if you, if you want to come with me, I'll wait outside for you. Well, and because Bill wants to put on his shoes. Yeah, Reverend, I'll, I'll get my shoes. I'll catch up with you. He's like, okay, I'll be out. Crenshaw's like, Crenshaw, okay, I'll be, I'll outside. be outside. He was going to go. He went back to his room and uh, Reverend Bill McWillie turns around and there's Evelyn with her sickle. And right through his chest. She stabs him right in the chest. I just, Evelyn, I just gave yeah. the funeral. I, I yeah. put you to bed. I gave the uh, the the effigy or whatever to your eulogy. daughter. Eulogy. Nick's a writer, everybody. <laughs> he writes things for a living. And he just said eulogy. He said effigy instead of 
eulogy. Oh my god. <laughs> it's okay. The bu- wait. Uh, I just gave the effigy. Right. <laughs> it was a little doll of your daughter. That was well, the effigy. You just wait till the fucking post quill. Anyway. He, so, but he, uh, he, you know, like. That's he, what Cheryl said when we were watching. Cheryl's like, but I thought he was her friend. And I said, me too. The lady's insane. She's nuts. So she killed Reverend Bill. She kills Reverend Bill McWillie with, uh, the, with the sickle, sickle through the chest. Sickle through the chest. And, and she's got like Hulk strength, man. Yes. Because Reverend McWillie, he's like a 300-pound dude. He's a big dude. And he hits the floor, and uh, Evelyn grabs him by the ankles and has no problem dragging his body back to the trap door yeah. and down into the tunnels. <laughs> There's Evelyn. And again, a dead body is very hard to move. I don't know if you know that. I mean, <laughs> maybe don't ask me how I know, but a body that's not moving at all. Like I did some, some plays when I was in high school. Uh, we acted, you know, we did some acting Yeah, and, um, probably better than what we've in, seen in today. One of the, yeah, it was way better. Uh, Oscar worthy compared <laughs> to this shit. But the, uh, in, in some of the plays when someone had to pretend to be dead and we had to move them, they were just, you just go completely yeah. limp and lay down and you got to try to move that. It's. It's difficult. It's very hard to move. Even somebody who only weighs like 120, it's hard to move a body. So this guy, Evelyn, pulls him with with ease. So she's got like super crazy, insane strength and drags him into the tunnels. That's right. Yeah. So we are now at two kills? Yep. If you don't count Lori. I yeah, do. we're good. I so, mean, yeah. well, we do, but I mean, like, as the mom's going nuts. I mean, I think, again, the daughter was accidental. Yeah. These are very much uh, intentional. Yeah. Um, Al goes back to the room where Tanya is. It's still being fucking annoying. Uh, right, because he pounds on the door and she screams. Yeah. Well, so, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> what a perfect time to tell her that I'm not from Columbia Records, that I'm only in advertising. Uh, yeah. By the way, I lied to get in your pants. and <laughs> I was only having a little fun. Just trying to bone you and your cousin. And your cousin, yep. you know, but, story uh, to tell in my advertising agency in Memphis. Now that she's missing and uh, there's other things going on here, I'm going to come clean. Yeah. So. You're your cousin, who you love, is probably dead. And also, the dreams of you having a country contract with Columbia Records, dead as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in advertising, and I'm Cocaine Johnny. Nice to yeah, meet you. Best I can uh, do is maybe get you into a commercial. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's... Oh, wait, real quick. Sorry. I, I, yeah. That's what I told Jody. I, yeah. I was sitting there going, hey, he advertising in yeah. the 80s, a lot of money. Yeah. Obviously, he, I mean, he does have a nice car and phone already. Yep. He could... jingle. You sang a jingle in a commercial in the fucking 80s, you would have yeah. been rich. And then it could have like ju- that would have made more. Cheryl money. Crow got her her career jump started. She became a backup singer yep. with Michael Jackson, but her career started by doing like McDonald's jingles and shit. So he didn't have to lie. He no. could have used his real career. He could have used his real career, but okay. Yeah, anyway, the point. Um, Vernon is uh, back in Mary and Vernon's room. He's out of it, dude. The snake bite is just keeps growing. Yeah. Um, and again, there's not- a POV there. Of Vernon, he's laying on the bed, looking up at Mary, and yeah, that's you can see that he's. But again, I thought Nick, I thought it would have been so cool at this point because Vernon's talking about how things are, things are getting hazy and nothing looks right. uh, Where we're looking up from the bed, we're looking up at Mary while she's looking over him. It would have been so cool if Evelyn uh, just sort of faded in from behind Mary. You know, like comes from behind Mary into uh, uh, Vernon's field of vision and and kills Mary right then and there. That is that would good. have been awesome, especially because Vernon was just like everything looks so weird. You know, who's that weird lady in the corner? And Dude, then boom, there. That Evelyn. is that is so smart. I could have made the scene so much better. It would have been oh, we would the post quill we're gonna make is gonna be rad. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like that is smart because yeah. again, this was pointless. Th- their whole development within this movie is yeah. 
again, like he's pointless. Pointless. Um, we're back to Crenshaw. He he's. I wrote get, Crenshaw's awesome. Yeah, Crenshaw's ready to get the fuck up out of there. He's packing up. He knows something funny's going on. He's out. He'll sleep in his damn run. He'll sleep in his damn truck if he has to. He's hot. He's like, I don't know where I don't know where Reverend Bill is, but he he better get with me right now. Like <laughs> Crenshaw he, is all of us. If we were in this movie, he's the best. Right. He, this is I'm a, getting the hell out of here. But before you know? he gets the hell out of there, this is what shows his intelligence. This is why he doesn't want to sleep in the truck. Because there's no bathroom. There's nowhere to poop. So he's he's got to go take a poop. <laughs> he goes, sits down, pulls his pants down to take a deuce. Yep. Notices the trap door starting to come up. Yep. Instinctfully, not doesn't sit there and go, I mean, just right away goes to his toolbox. Yep. Grabs nails and a hammer. And hammers it shut. Ha- That's why he's awesome. He's so Give it up for Crenshaw. I'm clapping for Crenshaw. Nails that shit shut. He nails the trap door shut because... You know, he's smart. He's not like, I ain't going to get killed tonight. No fucking way, he, you know? Again. <laughs> I love it. He's almost worth the whole movie. Cocaine. Oh, for sure. Cocaine Johnny and Crenshaw. Well, good. I think, I'm going to go and say right now, I think uh, Al and Crenshaw would have been great, like in a detective series. Like, yeah. uh, Cocaine Johnny and Crenshaw. Yeah. Tuesday nights on NBC. Like, they could have been so spectacular. Yep. Like, smooth, white like guy. A, like that's a, got, a, Knock off a lethal weapon. Yeah, something like yeah. going on. Yeah, keeps Miami saying, Vice. Keep, Crenshaw keeps going. I'm getting too over this shit. Mountaintop like Vice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was that loud. Been good. Mountaintop, um, but that I wrote that down. But uh, there's a quick shot of the sheriff uh, pulling up to the tree that's down and uh, hitting. Uh, has to slam on the brakes because uh, that's the tree that's blocking the road. The tree that's blocking the road. So we know the sheriff's on his way, but now he has to continue on foot. So yeah, and Alan Crenshaw. Crenshaw tells Al that it's the trap doors that uh, that's how the killer is getting through. There we go. And so they starts nailing them shut. Starts nailing them shut. So what I assume is Lori's room because there is a lot of cage insect and reptiles and animals and again gimps and cages and shit uh this is like where they're kind of oh they go to explore the office yes. yeah that's where they are so um, i the, have a question the daughter was a little nuts too that's what i'm saying that's uh, so the daughter's nuts so what so was the mom this yeah. is like i mean obviously mental illness is a hereditary issue and this is where i started again what i've said this is where i'm like the mom killed the husband if so, they if they uh just nail these shut with some regular nails they're just mm-hmm. nailing the door shut but Evelyn is uh, able to drag a 300-pound man with no problem. <laughs> Couldn't she just force these open from from underneath really easily? Like, I feel like she's got, like, mutant, like, insane person strength. <laughs> since she can already move these bodies around with the greatest of ease. Climb up and down ladders into the trapdoor tunnels or whatever. She'd be able to just force that open, wouldn't she? Well, maybe... <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> the strength. I mean, it is a mountaintop. It is a small town. I mean, yeah. it's not. I mean, maybe it's the power of meth. Yeah, she's right. She's not crazy at all. She's just high on meth. <laughs> this ah, is where Prince uh, Shaw and Al decide they have to go into the tunnels to get to Evelyn. Oh, they know that it's yeah. Evelyn now. So Al decided. Crenshaw didn't want to do it. Yeah, because yeah, Crenshaw is like you know don't don't. It's another reason why he's awesome. The, he's the, like. Let the law go. Don't we want to let the law go down there? <laughs> them, them boys are trained for it. They got the guns. And paid to do and it. And they're paid to do it. 
And Al's like, no, we don't want her to get the drop on us. We got to go down there first. And and Crenshaw, where he said, like, and it's... I'm going to get killed by some crazy old white woman. And I lost my shit. I was like, you're the man. I love you. He might. I already smell a slashy in his world. Oh, I, I smell a slashy for him. I was like, this is what you and I would say in this movie. Like, I'm not going to go down there and get killed. Why should I do this? I think I know. I'm this gonna... is what cops are for. I think I know what I'm giving you and Cheryl for your wedding present. Yeah. Uh, matching t-shirts with Crenshaw on it. Okay. Wouldn't that be rad? That would be totally rad. Um, and I know uh, Cheryl would appreciate it too. I love how that Al says, we need to get back to Mary and Vernon. And, and Crenshaw goes, if it's not too late. Yeah. He is the man. He's, um, he's yeah, he's us. He's the audience. Uh, Evelyn gets it anyway. Uh, and after they assume that they taken care of the trap door in Marion yeah. Vernon's room, they, they didn't leave. nail it shut in that one. No, they, they push something like heavy case. over it. Yeah, yeah. something. He, he they was don't out show of nails. It. Like he was out of nails or something. Yeah, something like that. So Evelyn gets it anyway. She was she, hiding in there already. Quick kill of both Marion Vernon. Why are they even needed in the film? They honestly contributed nothing. Well, maybe, maybe a little side boob. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. A great kill scene. Mary's. Death is my dick shot kill of the week. <laughs> Mary's dick kill. I'll be sorry. Mary's kill is Andy's dick kill shot of the week. After, beep, beep, beep. after, uh, after Al and Crenshaw leave thinking that they've sealed the door in, in Mary and Vernon's room, um, Mary's then by the front door uh, to the cabin. Vernon's still writhing kind of in bed on the with the snake bite. <clears throat> and we have a POV of somebody coming up behind Mary. And the, the camera looks, and it's Evelyn coming out of the shadows. She was hiding the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like behind the door or whatever. That's awesome. And she approaches Mary with her with her sickle. Well, she approaches Mary with her sickle and uh, slashes her, I guess, once or twice in her torso, but then hits her right in the mouth. At, like, And it goes in one cheek. If you picture Mary screaming with yeah. her mouth open, Good the call. sickle goes in one cheek and out the other. It was, we get a quick frame of her screaming with this blade of this sickle through her mouth. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Dude. That's why it's my dick kill shot. Dick kill shot. Andy, that was a good one. Uh, I kind of figured that because it is a great piercing. Like kids in the 90s would have paid big bucks for that. But uh, <laughs> Um, it's, but that is why yeah. they're needed for the dick kill shot that Andy just talked about. And also a great, uh, throat slap from Vernon. Other than that, they don't, they're done. Are, they're done. They didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. The only thing they contributed was a great side boob and dick right. kill shot. So rehash their role in this entire movie. Their newlyweds showed up to this hotel, got checked into a room. Vernon got bit by a snake, proceeded to lay in bed the rest of the time he's alive. Mary proceeded to hover over him and be like, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. They both get killed. That's it. They served no other purpose. To the no, plot. they didn't do any purpose. What? So I mean, a kill, like a yeah. kill count, maybe. But I, I mean, think they're in here just as a uh, extra content. You know, just kill to, count. They're bodies. Yes, right. exactly. They're fodder for our murderer. There you go, man. And, and well said. And um, Evelyn that, tosses aside the bookcase and gets back into the trap door. And that's when Crenshaw and Al hear the ruckus. They hear the screaming, and yeah. And they run back in and discover the mutilated bodies. And, and now so they that's, know she's down there. That's when they decide to enter the tunnels. Um, and it all goes back to uh, Tanya, Al and Tanya and Crenshaw, they all meet up. And Tanya is uh, freaking out. Freaking out. Al yeah. tells them, tells her the plan of him and Crenshaw. They, they got to get in the tunnels. They're going to try to sandwich but her. Guess in. what? She doesn't seem to care anymore that uh, he's tricked her. Doesn't right. care anymore that her cousin's dead. Right. They kiss. They, they. It's a passionate kiss. Yeah. 
be careful. Tanya has forgiven. Yeah, she's now somewhat romantically interested in Al. Al puts on a sweater because he's going to go down in the tunnels and it's cold, I guess. <laughs> Cocaine Johnny and Tanya yeah. are got married in 1985. <laughs> they had a kid in 1987. Yep. And that kid today? Yeah. Um, Price is right. No, <laughs> <laughs> Drew Carey. Drew no, Carey. Yeah. No. Um, um, they, but now this is kind of where we're starting to get interesting. Uh, yeah. Crenshaw's going to go down one tunnel and Al's going to go down another, I think, in the office or somewhere at, uh, to somewhere to try to sandwich right. her in. Yeah, but this is uh, where you're coming up to me. Nick yeah. Bankhead. Yeah. Slash you co-host. As they crawl through the tunnels, this is where Crenshaw meets his demise. I know. It his sucks. hand is chopped off and then he is gutted. Yeah. This is this is Nick's oh, honorable dick kill shot of the week. Pour the only reason out. I made uh, Crenshaw my dick kill shot of the week yeah, he got his hand cut off, and he's got it. I wrote, uh, Crenshaw needs a hand finding his hammer. <laughs> he, dropped, <laughs> yeah. he dropped the hammer, and when he reached yeah. for it, his hand got cut off. He needs a hand finding the hammer. Laughter and slaughter is way better. I am putting a laugh track in <laughs> when I edit this episode. <laughs> you son of a bitch, because that was funny. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she going to hit pause? No, I'm just kidding. You're uh, fine. You're fine. Oh, dude, that was good. But uh, no, Nick's dick kills. Nick's dick kills. It's Crenshaw. Yeah. Uh, not a really anything spectacular. I just kind of thought in in memoriam, memoriam. I, I like it. I like uh, it. It's that a good choice. he he, des- he deserves uh, respect and yeah. admiration for everything he did in this movie. Um, this so- guy did everything right. He, he, he is ready. the movie. He was Watch ready the movie. to leave. Students, homework. Yep. Watch he the knew, movie. He knew that uh, shit was going to go down, and he was ready to leave. He was packing his bag, and he said, I'm getting out of here. Uh, the only thing I... He's I, a hero. I need to poop first. And then he noticed the door. He nailed him shut. I mean, he's the hero. He's the guy. He did not want to go into the tunnel. He said, leave it for the boys in blue. I am getting out of here. But he did. And he still went down in the tunnel. A man that probably lived through turmoil and uh, disrespect and even hatred and vitriol. So all of his decisions were correct, except the one that he didn't want to do. Like, the decision that was made for him was Al saying, like, we got to do it. And he did it, and it ended up dead. So it's really Al's fault. Yeah. No, wait. Fuck off. I love you, Eddie. No. (laughs) Cocaine John Al was... Became a better person. Him and Tanya now are becoming a couple. And Co- uh, Al Crenshaw was the movie. He was yeah. the... I could go on and on. <laughs> a fan film. We should make a fan film about Crenshaw. Like, what yeah. is his backstory? Sure. Like, where did he come from? Follow him on various, I'm sure he did that through his whole life. carpentry jobs. God, I bet, like, in the 70s, he saved disco. Uh, or, or, like, he helped, like, a disco brothel, like, stay alive. Like, there's so many stories we could tell. Uh, uh, goddamn Crenshaw. superhero. Only to meet his demise there in you the go. tunnels beneath and the mountaintop motel. So, the movie slowly pushes on. Yeah. The sheriff <laughs> finds Tanya... Waiting in the car. Uh, and waiting in Al's car. Yeah. She gets out and freaks out. He's uh, he's down there. You got to save him. <laughs> you got to go save him. She, Tanya. I t- love Al. <laughs> I love him. I love Cocaine Johnny. I love him. I want to have his babies. You got to go save him. <laughs> Terrible. Look, look at my hair. It takes me four hours to wash it. I can sing. Anyway. <laughs> my cousin's name was Prissy. She's oh. dead now. So the sheriff. <laughs> I love NASCAR. So the sheriff climbs down. Into, into the, the tunnels. tunnels. And this is again where I want to bring it up about Evelyn's super strength. Uh, yeah. The sheriff and Evelyn meet. She fucking is like strangling this big ass sheriff. Yeah. And even Jody was like, you know, that, that you woman know, is. If strong. someone's got their hands around your neck, it's easy to break out of that. You yes. Know how, you just 
from underneath, right? Yeah. You just break, bash apart their arms. I took seventh grade gym. Me too. It's yeah. fucking, it's, yeah, it's like 10-year-old karate class will teach you that. But you're right. Evelyn's got like super insane person strength and he's she's able to hold her own against the sheriff. Where is Al during all this is my question. Uh, he got his head knocked, they said. That's what, like later oh. in the movie, but uh, he like knocked out. But uh, the sheriff is walking around. He discovers the bodies of Prissy. The Reverend and Crenshaw. So we have he, the body discovery. Yeah, the body discovery, like we talk about. He also discovers uh, Crenshaw's chopped off hand mm-hmm. that's miraculously still moving. Interesting. Did you notice that? I did not. I we both Jody and I both are like, well, that motherfucker's moving. It's pretty gross. Well, it's supernatural. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Evelyn is still running around with a sickle. She seems confused. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, man, does this movie move super slow at this point? Uh, Evelyn well, looks at her... she looks at our. I'm sorry. Well, I was saying in her fight with the sheriff, she she goes to swing it uh, over her overhead swing with the sickle. But this is before that, though. Before oh. she's running around, before the sheriff and Evelyn meet for the final time. Oh, oh. she looks at artwork by her daughter. Oh. Can her daughter spell her name right? L O R R I. Yeah, I mean, Lari. I thought Lori was L O R I. It is uh, in IMDb. It's L O R I E. Well, in some yeah. of the artwork, it's L-O-R-I, L-O-R. I know. But she's a kid. Yeah. She's fucking young. She, right. you know, whatever. I so, my name when but I was she, three. But or... then it's really quick. Yeah. <laughs> so. I still can't spell Deimos. Right. Um, the, <laughs> I can't even spell Sheryl. Sheryl. S-H-U-R-E-L-L. Yep. Um, Got it. Again, I know we're kind of getting off on a tangent here. this would be a short one. <laughs> yeah, so I think that all the time. Slow-ass movie. <laughs> Yeah, but this is when we see ghost images. As before Evelyn dies, she's looking at artwork that her daughter made. Yeah, and she hears her daughter's voice, and then it's flashes, quick flashes that again posting on social media uh, of of a ghost of a ghosted Lori. Lori is now a ghost, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when Evelyn tries to kill the sheriff. She does not succeed. She mm-hmm. only winds up sickling herself. She comes back to life for a second as Sheriff is well, checking her. slow down and explain uh, it. Like, it's a cool way she di- she dies. Oh, yeah. She Go overhead ahead. swings with the sickle at the Sheriff and gets it stuck in, like, a, a beam or something on the on the ceiling, right? In yep. the tunnel. So the sickle is stuck in there in the point. <clears throat> and the sheriff, the sheriff gets knocked over on the floor. But there's we're, we have an impending cave in, so the the tunnel is unstable. And I think the sheriff like knocked her against the wall just as that beam uh, came out of the ceiling and swung downwards. And the sickle was lined up perfectly with Evelyn's neck. Yes. And so when it swung down, it partially decapitates her. De- I, I said partial decap partially decapitates her against the wall it's jabbed into her neck and it's like the makeup job makes it look like the sickle's like in her neck it's almost decapitated yeah her head's almost completely off and the sheriff bends down to look and she comes to life for a second like what is grabs that? him by the neck one of the rules in scream it always happens <laughs> they're never dead they're never dead on the first time I don't care if her, her head's her head could have come all the way off. They're never dead. Remember the mutilator? <laughs> the guy's top half. His yes. Bottom half is separated from his top half, and he comes alive alive for a second. I mean, that was perfect, brother. They're always and it is they're always still alive. It is. Well, yeah. God, I love watching these movies. So uh, Evelyn doesn't last very long. You know, she tr- tries to strangle the sheriff. Ah, yes. Her strength fades away, and she's dead. Oh, yeah. We um we finally get to the sheriff Al who mentioned that he uh, had his head knocked out which they didn't show but I guess the riders had to throw something in right it, it really it, when, the sheriff's with Tanya and then Al stumbles in like 
hey, I'm still okay. And we're like, oh my God, Al, yay. So Tanya and Al survived. The sheriff, they get in Al's car. They no, drive. they get in the sheriff's uh, car. They get in no, Al's, Al's car, car first. But when, when, yes, to drive down to the, to to the, the tree. To the tree, which blocking, blocking the road. road. We get a weird shot of a doll laying on the driveway. I got that. It's morning now, so it's light outside. I got this all. And we get a quick shot of some uh, ch- children, uh, child uh, f- feet running through the grass and a dress. And like, what's that? They drive up to the tree. They get out of Al's car. They get into the sheriff's squad car. Uh, real quick. Yeah. The sheriff puts Tanya yeah. in the back seat. Yeah. But then quick shot, she's in the front seat. Just mm. kind of a minor goof. I didn't notice that. Yeah. She also um, had her makeup looked like she was half dead. Yeah. I, I, got, I got all this. Yeah. Uh, students, I got this all that I'm going to share. Yeah. Because again, I want to go back to those children's feet. Well, as, we're, as they're driving away, we see the camera just cuts to Lori. Made up to look like a zombie, a ghost. Almost, yeah, yeah, a, a ghost. zombie or ghost. I'm walking through, you know, walking a little ways and looking at them in the off, you know, as if they're off in the distance. Well, what's she gonna do? Because they got stuck know. almost. They got stuck for a what's second. What's she gonna kill them? And then they drove away. But Lori was just there. I guess she's a ghost. And they drive away and they roll the credits. I'm gonna ask. Yeah. Because now that we've started to get more yeah. followers, yeah, I think we've got like six on Instagram yeah. now. I am going to ask them their thoughts. Sure. I want to ask our students. Our listeners. Student, students. I'm, try, I'm trying to make that stick. Do you think it's going to yeah. stick? Students of Slash U? Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. Right. Um, Who the fuck cares what anyone And we really We're like, the hosts. We really we like. like. <laughs> we really like extra credit, too. There you go. Or whatever. Anyway, uh, that is roll credits. And again, they pull yeah. out of Motel so, Massacre, Motel Mountain Mountain. As they drive past the sign, the sign <clears throat> lights up. It says vacancy. Yes. Yeah, mountaintop Motel Vacancy. Lori's a ghost, and they drive away. Mama's dead. Do you want to go back to that white dog? That yes. So fuck yes, I was waiting. I think that's Lori's ghost, trying to keep Vernon and Mary away from going to the hotel. Bullshit. Yeah, that's my thought. No, I love you. And I, was I about only to... picked it up on my second watch because I knew what happened to them. You know, Vernon and Mary are useless characters. Then the Vernon dog should have gets... been used more for everyone. Yeah, You're saying that? I don't know. The dog is mm. it's a white dog. This Ghosts is a, are white. This will be an extra credit thing. Yeah, it's stupid. We could talk about the no. Dog crosses the road. They don't. You know, but it was a pointless thing. And they, I thought maybe that's. But the why ghost, would the ghost of Lori warning them not to go? Great, let's go with that. Yeah. Well, then why would the dog fucking uh, keep? cocaine johnny and the, the cousins away it's just a dog it can't do that <laughs> i don't know i don't like know. i don't under like i dig it yeah. i thought it maybe was the dog yeah. of maybe perhaps the director was doing drugs and just threw all these things in here uh, hey, hey man, man. is that dog. freedom rock yeah. we'll turn it up yeah. all right um we'll take a break yeah i gotta we'll rehash the kill count real quick and talk about what we're watching for next week oh yeah right. we gotta do that too brother some shout outs be right back be right back and we're back. Andy, all in all, fun movie. Yeah. Well, well worth watching for yeah. Crenshaw alone. I agree. And then Cocaine Johnny. Yeah. Al's, uh, Al's mustache is a work of art. Uh, the kills. It really is. Yeah. The kills oh, in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Lori, the daughter. She mm-hmm. was uh, accidentally killed with the sickle uh, to the head, face area. The beginning a jelly of the movie. on her mouth. Um, blood. Then there was Prissy, the Prissy cousin. Also, a sickle to the face. Reverend Bill McWilly, or Will McBilly, or William McWilly, or however you want to say it. Also, a sickle to the chest. Uh, Mary, a sickle to the mouth. 
right through her mouth like a piercing. That was mine. A 90s piercing. Dick shot kill the week. Dick shot kill the week. <laughs> and there was uh, Vernon, her uh, her uh, Mary's husband, also the sickle. Yeah. Like this, uh, this Evelyn liked the... And then Crenshaw lost his hand. Hand cut off, and then it, we assume just got slashed in the throat. That was Nick's. That was my dick kill shot of the week in honor. Dick out of the Pour one out. Of the week because Crenshaw was the bomb. He was the best, and he's dead now. And then of course Evelyn, our our crazy lady killer, was a, a partial decapitation when the when the beam from the ceiling swung down and hit her in the neck, and the sickle seriously went like this far. That was the last kill. That was the last kill. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven kills. If you don't count the animals. It's definitely worth watching. Go yeah. check out Mountaintop, Mountaintop Motel, Motel Massacre. Massacre. Hey. Hey now. Right. Uh, you said at the beginning of this podcast that that movie is a drive-in movie. Yes. Right? I did. That uh, brings I re- us to next week. What? That brings us to next week. What we're watching for next week. I don't even... What, really? It's good synergy. All right. Tell, us, tell, tell, tell the so, class what we're watching. Yeah. So this, if this movie was Mountaintop tell Motel Ma- Massacre was a drive-in movie, yeah. what we're watching next week is Drive-In Massacre. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yes. Should we do like a mini theme of everything has massacre in the title or oh, does it matter? Well, we know. did Sorority House Massacre. Yeah, we did House on Sorority Road. Like it's right. all coming together. Like right. we're, we're going to have to get something where we have to. I, like I, a flow I, chart where we tie everything together. <laughs> Well, it does piece it like it, like you know, like the the fucking uh, the Russell Crowe movie in Genius Mind or yep. fucking whatever. Oh, a Beautiful Mind. Yeah, like yeah. Really, like connecting everything and like yeah, a drive. We should get an Instagram post of Nick in front of a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, like that the has, Charlie, like, Michael Myers, and, and instead of like math equations, it's got all the killers and like this line draws to this and this. It thing. would all start with pieces. It would, it would start, start with pieces. Pieces. Yeah. Well, we're watching Drive-In Massacre, uh, one year outside of our date range, 1976. Two police detectives try to catch a serial killer who's stalking a rural California drive-in theater, randomly killing people with a sword. And they spell massacre wrong. Yeah, in the trailer, they spell massacre with one S. <laughs> um, total 70s, man. It's, uh, so uh, I'm so excited about this, Andy. Available on Prime, Amazon Prime. Uh, it's good stuff. That's your homework. Go watch that. Drive-In Massacre for next week. Hey, we're going to do Take one us of those, home. We're going to do one of those things where we play out. Okay. This is a local Milwaukee band. Oh. Good. Every single one of these members, good friends of mine, uh, Juan, who I believe we hang out with M545, mm-hmm. They, uh, him and Scotty. Their band, this is Juan's uh, baby. Like, this is one that I remember seeing kind of like when Juan and I first met. Yeah. Juan is guitar and vocals. There's also Ryan uh, in the band. He's guitar and backing vocals. Believe it or not, the guy that plays bass and does backing vocals, guess his name? Mike Myers. No way. I swear to God, that's Perfect. his name. Perfect and my, for Slash And my good homie, uh, Joe, Yeah. Uh, on the drums, uh, it, was, it was fun. Joe, Juan, and I, a lot of us all went to uh, Riviera Maya hmm. on a great all-inclusive trip at a skate park at hmm. this uh, Hard Rock Motel. I nice. got to skate with uh, some friends. But anyway, his band, uh, this one is, uh, he's got like eight bands. He's also <laughs> He also runs a Jamaican restaurant. No, uh, Juan, Ryan, and Mike and Joe are the size fives. Okay. Goonies. We should do a, you know, like, I'm sure there's a Goonies podcast out there, but uh, this is. is Size Fives, the number five, apostrophe S, yep. Size Fives. On Instagram, they are Size Fives, S I Z E 5S. On Facebook, they are Size Five, 
apostrophe S. Yep. Um, they can be found on Spotify, Amazon, I think even iHeartRadio. Yeah, check them out. Check them out on Bandcamp, uh, size5s.bandcamp.com. They got t-shirts there. They are they put on a fucking great show, Andy. The size fives. One is a, a fucking stoked frontman, and the band gels together. I always have a great time seeing the size fives. So this song playing us out is 3 a.m. Well, here they are, and of course, as they're playing, uh, we will say goodbye. Uh, follow us on the Instagram slash you underscore podcast, Facebook.com slash slash you podcast, or email us slash you podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can also just check out the website, www.slashupodcast.com. And now, introducing the size fives, 3 a.m. Class dismissed. Class dismissed. Play it up, brother. <laughs>